And good afternoon, GRN listeners tuning in right now for your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host, every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in uh, all across the South and Central Texas markets. They're in Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in San Antonio. We're very thankful you've decided to spend your time joining us um, in getting caught up on in all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. Joining me, of course, today in my studio is my wonderful co-host, Alexandra Kubabatu, a.k.a. Alex K. Hello, folks, and welcome again. It's great to see you all. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend with your families and friends. And uh, today, um, Sean and I, we're going to bring you some wonderful discussions highlighting various events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. So before we begin, uh, and just as we should do in all things, let's begin in prayer. Okay, so wherever you may be, if you're in your vehicle, look out ahead. If you're there at work, uh, tuning in, if you're there uh, you know, at home, say these words along uh, with, with us. This is an ancient prayer to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O St. Joseph, whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God, I place in thee all my interests and desires, O St. Joseph, do assist me by thy powerful intercession and obtain for me all spiritual blessings through thy foster son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, so that having engaged here below thy heavenly power, I may offer thee my thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of fathers. O St. Joseph, I never weary contemplating thee and Jesus asleep in thine arms. I dare not approach while he reposes near thy heart. Press him in my name and kiss his fine head for me and ask him to return the kiss when I draw my dying breath. Amen. St. Saturninus. Pray for us. St. Joseph, pillar of families. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Folks, I do uh, thank you all for joining us today. Um, I do hope that everybody had a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving celebration uh, surrounded by loved ones. Uh, it was uh, great um, in the Rice household as well. Uh, the Rice household actually uh, made a trip to Spring, Texas. Uh, yes, so we uh, spent Thanksgiving uh, there at our, our compadre's house uh, in Spring, Texas. Uh, you know, Diana uh, Delgado and, of course, you know, Daniel Delgado, beautiful family, um, and my wife's family's wow. big. Yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah, there was like 28 of us. Oh, yeah, yeah, goodness. there was like 28 total Lucky. of us uh, over there. And it was it was such a great time, um, you know, being out there. We did the traditional uh, Thanksgiving feast, you know, turkey. Um, and most of them don't even like turkey, to be honest. You know? <laughs> but they, you know, they, they, they uh, ate it up. You know, we, we, we visited, we did everything. And of course, the weather was just so, um, it was very typical. Well, in my head, what typical Thanksgiving should be. Right. It was cool out. It was, you know, kind of chilly. Um, there was, you know, it was kind of wet and dreary a little bit. But yeah. everything I, you know, a, a, a southern fall Thanksgiving should be. 
You yeah, know, so it's it, awesome. it was great. Tell us about your Thanksgiving, Alex. How, how was it in the Kubabatu household? Uh, it was it, beautiful as always. Um, we did what our tradition is, is to set up the tree. <laughs> we set up our tree and, you know, for the Thanksgiving dinner and we, we just, it was just wonderful. We cooked, um, my girls are getting older, so they participated in the cooking. So, oh, nice. Yes. Uh-huh. So that's, that's really special to us because we, we enjoy preparing meals together. Yeah. And, and I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing to, to have children do. So yeah, I, I, we did love the weather and we still do in the way it is right now, a little bit bipolar here and there down in the forties <laughs> at night, seventies in the day. <laughs> so it's, it's really awesome. It's just perfect right now. You know, along with that, um, you know, we had Thanksgiving. We had we were celebrating. Uh, one of my wife's cousins um, had a wedding mm-hmm. also, and I'm telling you, you know, there was probably about goodness, you know, 250 plus, you know, people out there. Wow. Yeah, and it, and a lot of them, of course, you know, were, were family, distant family relatives uh, that came up from Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, from across the you know the the states. Also, got to meet a longtime cousin of um, you know my wife's. Um, Hyro uh, is his name, serving our nation in the in the army. So it was good to you know uh, you know talk to him, uh, yes, you know, yes. and, and talk about some of the things that you know he's doing in his life. So it was overall a great joy, and of course. The great joy in all of it was, you know, being out there on the dance floor and <laughs> no, I can't, I can't even pull that one off. No, I, I did one great, dance. <laughs> I did one dance. You know, I, I you know, if my wife's listening uh, to this right now. She knows that I don't dance, but I do attempt to, you know. Yeah, I, you got to dance like no one's watching. <laughs> yes, uh, of course. So it, it was, it was a great weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, with, with today, today is um, the feast day of St. Saturninus, you heard me mention Saint yes. Saturninus uh, in the in the beautiful uh, you know prayer uh, for his intercession. And today is the day uh, feast day of Saint Saturninus. Saint Saturninus was a martyr and the first bishop of Toulouse in what is now modern day France uh, during the third century. He actually founded a small church, uh, and to reach the church, uh, Saturninus would have to pass the pagan temple on a regular basis. All right, so daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. The pagan priests, though, would attribute to St. Saturninus the silencing of their pagan deities, all right? Uh, and this would, you know, com- you know they would, it would enrage uh, these pagan priests. Uh, so one day, they saw him, of course, walking, uh, you know, walking, you know, like he, yeah. he did uh, often. Uh, he was walking past, um, and they seized him. They dragged him into the temple, uh, declaring that, you know, he should offer a sacrifice uh, to their gods and pay for the crime with his, or pay for the crime with his blood, mm. okay? Uh, so obviously, just like with all the martyrs, you know, he said, nah, uh-uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. You know, I, I do not think so. And he boldly uh, refused, uh, of course, saying, I adore one only God, and to him I am ready to offer a sacrifice of praise. Your gods are devils and are more delighted with the sacrifice of your souls than with those of your bullocks. How can I fear them who, as you acknowledge, tremble before a Christian? Ooh. Mm. Completely enraged at this, the pagan priest tied his feet to a bull and the bull being driven out from the temple ran violently through the city, crushing the head of this martyr. And of course, two faithful women took his remains and buried them in a ditch until a more honorable burial could be completed. Uh, his relics, believe it or not, are kept at the beautiful Basilica mm. of St. Saturnine in southern France. 
so in putting this together, in fact, I was doing, I was, you know, looking this stuff up. I was like, wow. And you have to check it out. You know, yes. the Basilica of St. Serenin. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, it's in southern France. Um, and it is absolutely, you know, gorgeous. Um, and you ought to check it out. That's, yeah, that's you, you most definitely, uh, you know, ought to uh, check that out. Um, a couple things going on, too, uh, that I can't um, let go and not talk about is the 2021 Christmas Sherathon. It kicks off and starts tomorrow uh, and will be running through Friday, December 3rd. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, that's a lot. It, it makes for, you know, a, a, a long, but, you know, a, a long week for us. But you know what? We enjoy what we are called to do. It is a complete honor and privilege to be laboring in God's vineyard, yes. you know, and just like the show title, In His Vineyard, folks. Yes. You know, it, it's a complete honor to, to do what we do. But uh, we do need the generosity and the and rely uh, on on divine providence and the generosity of all our listeners supporters. So please prayerfully, uh, you know, well first and foremost, pray for the success of the Sherathon. We need all the prayers that we can. This is the last Sherathon of the year, uh, and these Sherathons are, um, you know, it, it funds what you know we we do. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, folks, you know, please go online, drnonline.com. Uh, use your app and, um, you know, get in touch with us and see, you know, what what your heart is calling you to contribute so that you can, you know, in, in, the, in the little ways that we can uh, contribute to the... The mission? The mission of yeah. the church, the mission yeah. of God's mission and um, to get us all up to heaven and serve each other. So, Amen. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so again, please uh, pray for the success of the share um Prayerfully consider, you know, calling in your, your pledge of support during uh, the, one of the hours. Uh, we're going to be on at 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. Uh, again, kicking off tomorrow and running through Friday, uh, December 3rd. Yes. Another treat for us. Uh, so tomorrow, um, I think the first hour Richard and I are on is the 10 to 11 o'clock hour. Okay. Um, and we're going to have a special guest host on with us. Mm. Father Ken Geraci of the Fathers of Mercy is going to be in studio um, hosting with what us. What a treat. <laughs> it is a treat. And in fact, Father Geraci, he's got his um, parish ad- Advent mission retreat mm-hmm. uh, that he's kicking off today. Uh, Saint, well, let me say this right. Okay. I, I was, I got, I received quite a few text messages, some calls. <laughs> so at St. Joseph Honey Creek. Okay, St. Joseph Honey Creek is where this parish mission retreat is going to be held uh, today through uh, Wednesday the the 1st. So if you're in the area, shoot, even if you're not in the area, go take a trip to St. Joseph Honey Creek and, uh, you know, and check out this three day mission retreat. Uh, You're it's it's. You're in for a treat, folks. Uh, It's Father Ken Geraci. He's leading it Uh, today, uh, I believe. The, the first, well, the, the retreat title is Why Be Catholic? Okay, so Why Be Catholic? And he's going to hit on a lot of different points. Um, and he's also going to, you know, he's going to catch you where you're at on your faith journey. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not one for prayer, if you're not one for even believing in, in, in God or, you know, and believing in, in, in the church, he's got a talk that's going to touch you. You know, so again, I'd encourage everybody to get out there. Again, that's St. Joseph Honey Creek for the, uh, for the parish mission, uh, retreat. Um, so what else, Alex? What, what else uh, do we need to get caught up on? I think 
yesterday. Uh-huh. Well, I haven't started for us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a, the first year of the of our church, of our Catholic faith. So, um, yeah, lots of exciting stuff. And it's a, a, a time of preparation yeah. as we await the coming of our Lord Jesus mm. Christ. Amen. And um, just to, you know, give a few seconds of reflection on that. Um, today's gospel reading was on the... The, the centurion, the story about the centurion and how he asked Jesus to come over and um, heal his, his servant. And he said, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, suffering and dreadfully. He said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion said and replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Only so the word of my, my servant will be healed. Mm. Where have we heard that one before? Yes. Uh, right? here, yes. Definitely. So, you know, I want to I want to invite all of our listeners to reflect on that a little bit um, as you as we begin this Advent journey and um, consider co- jumping in headfirst um, to increase our faith in Jesus Christ and acknowledge our um, lowliness and enter into a place of humility mm. as we await the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, Amen. Wow. Um, and of course, that was. Sunday's gospel reading, uh, today's gospel reading, uh, you know, from the, uh, well, yeah, that was, that was today's. That's today's yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that folks. <laughs> but you know, uh, in, in one of the things that stood out to me, um, regarding the, the gospel reading, of course, is that, that line, you yes. know, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. You know, we say it every, you know, every time that, that we're amassed, uh, before we get ready to receive. And it is such a, a, a beautiful, um, it, not a doxology or anything like that, but it is a beautiful response, um, of course, to the Lord. Because during this time of preparation in the season and at, at Advent, we do want to prepare to receive Him. So we yes. are worthy indeed to receive the Lord. You know, not just, of course, you know, in, in the Eucharist where we want to make a a good and holy reception of uh, you know the the body and blood, but we want to you know at at Jesus' second coming, we want to be prepared. We want to be in that state. You know, yes. uh, so it is a uh, very beautiful. Uh, so let's set up today. Uh, you know what today's all about, Alex. You know who we got coming on today. Yeah, well, today we have Tara Ford from um, the Mission Mission Advancement at Catholic Charities of San Antonio. And awesome. We I love having her here, and uh, welcome, Tara. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we are uh, so excited to to have her on. Uh, we're going to start this conversation, you know, after the break. But they've got a lot of great things going on uh, with Catholic charities. Um, I know they were super busy with Thanksgiving, just uh, you know, having passed, uh, and they've got you know a lot of other uh, you know things going on. But Exciting you're going to have stuff. to stay tuned right there. And listen to uh, you know the beginning of this conversation, and catch us after the break. We'll be right back. University of Dallas, a sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network, has produced a documentary-style miniseries called The Quest that recently aired on EWTN television and is now available to everyone at no charge. The Quest draws on scripture, history, and literature to explore the Christian life as a narrative of joyful courage in troubled times. Each of the five episodes can be viewed by visiting quest.udallas.edu. That's quest.udallas.edu. 
This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. Creating good habits is an important part of family life, especially at the beginning of a school year. St. Francis said, Let us begin again, for until now we have done nothing. This is a great inspiration for us because we're probably the most consistently inconsistent parents out there and we're always beginning again. It's hard to create habits in ourselves, let alone in a group of children. To start a new family habit, you need to first sit down and create a plan with your spouse. Remember, most of us spend too much time on what is urgent and not enough time on what is truly important. Then you need to implement the plan together. Think about the pushback you're going to get from your kids and be ready to deal with it. Talk to the older kids ahead of time and try to get their buy-in. Connect any new habits with a bigger vision for your family life. And keep them motivated. Connect your habits with good things that kids like to do. Show them the positive consequences of their actions. For more information and encouragement, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Hi, listeners. This is Sean, General Manager for the GRN in South and Central Texas. The 2021 Christmas share kicks off real soon and will run from November 30th through December 3rd. Please pray for the success of the share Also, during the share perfectly consider calling in your financial support to help the GRN in its mission to proclaim the name of Jesus and the teachings of His church through the powerful means of radio. Thank you so much, and may God abundantly bless you. And thanks for joining us again, folks. This is In His Vineyard. I'm your host, Sean Rice, also general manager of the Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas listening area. Uh, We've got Alex Kay uh, here co-hosting with me today, and we're about to uh, bring on Miss Tara Ford uh, from Catholic Charities, and there's going to be much to discuss uh, with her. So uh, uh, without further delay, let me go ahead and welcome uh, Miss Tara Ford to the program. How are you, Miss Tara? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, you know, for our listeners, um, you know, would you go ahead and, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, tell us maybe where, where you go to church, um, your involvement uh, in such. And more importantly, how did you get your start with Catholic Charities? Okay. Well, um, I work in mission advancement. So we support the events and the fundraising, uh, uh, the friends of the agency in our department, and um, I go to Holy Trinity Catholic Church on the north side. And um, I kind of have an interesting journey on my way to Catholic Charities. I um, have always loved nonprofit. And um, there was a period of time where I was, you know, just very strongly feeling like I had a call, like a bigger calling. Yeah. And um, Ironically enough, a friend of mine was on the board of directors for Catholic Charities, and I remember we were going out of town when I saw this position pop up, and it just nagged me the whole week. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, I feel you, um, Holy Spirit, let's move this along. So my friend connected me to somebody at Catholic Charities, and... um, and I started, and I've always said, and I would never, ever tell our president and CEO this, but I love my job so much, I would do it for free. <laughs> I still have kids to put through college. But, Thank Antonio um, heard you. Yeah, I know. He probably did. He'll remind me as soon as I walk back in the building. But, um, but uh, I, I watch the work of my colleagues and, and what they do uh, for everybody, not just Catholics. Um, mm. I watch them compassionately give care to the people who walk through our doors or they go out and visit. 
isolated seniors and it's it's just such fulfilling work and i'm the lucky person that gets to tell that story to our community so um uh, this job is beyond rewarding i i just recently uh, this year left to take another position just to try something different. And it just, again, that nagging feeling yes. down uh-huh. in my soul was pulling me back to Catholic Charities. And I'm, I'm grateful that they gave me the opportunity to come back. And, and so here we are today. Wonderful. Now, at Catholic Charities, is such a big organization. I mean, we, you have, um, you support throughout the community with over 40 programs and family and children's services. Um, can you give us a little rundown as to what you offer for families and children being at this time of the year is one of great necessity for many families um, and how they can uh, find these resources? We have um, several avenues to help people. We have a food pantry and clothes closet and it's client choice so that uh, clients can call or our brothers and sisters in our community can call um, Guadalupe Community Center Mm -hmm. and schedule an appointment with a case manager. They can pick out their own groceries with dignity. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful facility, St. Stephen's Care Center, um, and and pick out their own groceries and not pay for them on the way out. So that's, you know, often the way um, our neighbors will come to our care. Um, And then we also have Guadalupe Community Center where we have a lot of self-sufficiency and support programs like emergency financial assistance. We can help with SNAP paperwork. We have an after-school program. We have a garden, the St. Focus Garden, that supplements our food pantry with organic produce. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a VITA office, which is the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. So people who earn up to $55,000 a year can get their tax returns processed for free so that they can get their refunds. Sometimes, you know, we can all use a little extra cash in our accounts to for whatever reason. And then we also have a senior program that operates out of uh, that site as well. Um, But we, within our our administrative office, we also have parenting education for moms and dads. So um, we can provide guidance and education and uh, resources and, and anything that parents would need. Yes. To so, yeah. So my my next question is: um, Does one have to be Catholic to receive services? Absolutely not. We mm-hmm. are Catholic charities because we are called to serve. Wonderful. And it is not uncommon for us to to reach across other faiths and um, work together. We do work with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and in ne- this weekend we'll be working with Redeemer Presbyterian Church downtown. Um, to distribute food, and, and we all work together to serve everyone, everyone. There is no judgment. We serve everyone. Yeah, and you have a lot of things coming up as well. Um, I noticed, too, that you also fed over 600 families uh, for Thanksgiving meals, um, which included turkey and all the trimming. So and you, you, you have ongoing things that are, that are coming up. But what are some of the major events that you have? Well, I love my favorite day of what I call the Catholic Charities Year is this Saturday. This Saturday is a full circle moment for us because we will start the day feeding nearly a thousand individuals, couples and families Mm -hmm. um, with Redeemer Presbyterian Church. They will be providing almost 900 boxes of blessing, which will include two weeks worth of food. And so we will be distributing to our families and our community. And then um, so we'll begin the day feeding a thousand and then we'll end the day greeting a thousand people at our St. Nicholas Ball. And that's where we gather all of our friends who support our mission financially and through volunteer efforts. Oh, excellent. That's awesome. And just for uh, you folks that are listening right now, if you or someone you know is in need, 
uh, you can see the listing of all of these services. Um, as we continue to talk about them, you can look it up as well at ccaosa.org and, um, and follow us while we're talking about these things right now. Uh, amen. And uh, again, I just love hearing um, how you talk about this isn't just, uh, you know, you're not just serving Catholics or some. You're serving people from all across the spectrum, you know, especially um, anybody who's coming to you is going to get assistance, right? And can you tell us more about the, you know, some of the other services? I know we talked about the family and children's services. We talked about family self-sufficiency and caritas, but I'm familiar also with uh, some of those others like the Guadalupe, uh, the Guadalupe Community Center. Uh, when I first heard about this, it was, it, it really, um, it really just amazed me, mm-hmm. you know, how you provide this, this center. And I'm not going to, I don't want to talk about, it. I want you to tell the, the public and those that are listening more about the Guadalupe Center. How did uh, you see this project come to its fruition? What is the goal of the project? Who does it serve? And, you know, could you talk to the, Talk to that. So the Guadalupe Community Center sits in the heart of the west side on Cesar Chavez. It's right across from Lanier. We've got a beautiful mural there. You cannot miss it if you were to ever go there and with uh, a need for anything. Um, I think some the the best thing about Catholic Charities is the people who work for us, and it's the people that are you know not only our staff but also volunteers who come together and offer compassionate assistance. It is a lovely thing to watch that process. And for somebody who might walk in um, needing maybe rental or utility assistance and walk out feeling a little more hopeful that day because one of our staff or volunteers provided care with a smile on their face yeah. and, mm-hmm. and with an extended arm, come, we'll help you. Yeah. Um, and so they... Even if there were any issues that we could not help, our staff is so amazing that they would connect them to the resources. We have many partners throughout our community who are there to help when we can't, and we're glad to make those connections so that people feel hopeful and excited about tomorrow. Oh, awesome. And then, of course, um, from what I understand also at the Guadalupe Community Center, um, it's almost designed to be like a department store. Is that right? I think you might be thinking about St. Stephen's Care Center. It th- that was actually the vision of our CEO okay. Okay. Um, that somebody would walk in and have this dignified space yeah. to get care. And um, if you walk in, it, we refurbish the entire building. There are signs hanging right. from the ceiling that <laughs> you know look like a Walmart or a Target, like yeah. clothing over here, food over there. Um, and um, it's a beautiful place to go if you need help. For sure. You know, uh, I would ask you, too, uh, for, for those that are listening that may be feeling a little downtrodden with the holidays. You know, I mean, there's so many you know feelings that, you know, those who are, are doing without, you know, folks that are maybe, you know, are really fighting hard to make ends meet uh, right now. There's an outlet. You know, there are resources. Uh, and that's why, of course, you know, we, we want to make sure that they know about it. So how would they come in and how, how would they contact you? So we have multiple locations. You can always call the main number at Catholic Charities. It is on our website, but I can say it right now. (laughs) It's 210-222-1294. If you just search for Catholic Charities of San Antonio, you will find us. You will find our website and all of our locations. And if it's too overwhelming, call our main number. It's It's on the front page of our website. And one of our helpful staff will guide you to the right place, whatever that need is. It might be parenting education. It might be legal services. It might be counseling. Um, it, and it can be, you know, 
um, food or financial assistance yeah. or rent and utility assistance. So we have over 45 programs that can help yeah. somebody in need. You know, let me ask you something along those lines. Um, if there's someone out there listening and they're like, yeah, but you know what? They're going to ask me 20 questions. They're going to want to know my whole life's history, and, but I need the help. You know, what would you say to someone like that who's maybe on the fence as to, you know, reaching out and, and have those and they have those concerns? Well, we want to provide assistance so that you're not worrying about um, all the other things that come behind it. If you need food, let's give you food. Bring your driver's license. Speak with the case manager. Let's get you the food that you need so that you can concentrate on whatever other challenges you might need to, to lift yourself up. Maybe you need help. Um, getting a job or you need, like I said, rental assistance or utility assistance. We asked, we have to um, provide certain paperwork for rental and utility assistance like um, an eviction notice or um, the, a disconnect notice. We have to see that so that we can provide that type of assistance. But um, know that when you do walk through the doors at Catholic Charities that everybody will have a smile on their face. Yes. They will embrace you. And there will be no judgment, and you do not have to be Catholic. We're there to help everybody. Amen. And, folks, if you're just tuning in, uh, this is In His Vineyard. This is Sean Rice, uh, your host, joined, of course, by uh, Miss Alex Kaya. And we're talking and having this conversation with Miss Tara Ford of Catholic Charities. Um, again, uh, you can find their information on the website at www.ccaosa.com. CCAOSA.org. Right? CC, say that one more time. CCAOSA.org. Amen. So uh, again, I, I can't yeah. thank you enough for, for tuning in. And um, in partnership, of course, with some of the other foundations that uh, you've got out here, uh, who else is involved with distributing these meals? I know you've got meal distributions to seniors also. Can you we talk do. a little bit more about that? So we have an Adopt-A-Senior program. They can't always come in through our doors. Um, you know, they may not be able to drive or they may not have family nearby who can bring them or whatever reason. So we have an Adopt-A-Senior program where our staff and volunteers do outreach to seniors who might be isolated and they bring them basic needs like food or hygiene kits. But coming this Christmas, we'll also be distributing care packages for those seniors like awesome. you know cups with hot cocoa and, and yeah. blankets and, mm -hmm. and other necessities that are needed as we go into the colder weather. And so we will be partnering with other organizations for that as well. We often uh, reach across different faiths for volunteer support mm -hmm. in the outreach, but we also have other organizations like the Gonzaba Foundation who will provide um, additional support and assistance to us so that we can reach out to those seniors. Great. Now, you know, you know, in, not just in this time of the year, maybe especially this time of the year, but also throughout the year, needs are more than just, as we know, just the physical needs. We have the spiritual needs and we have the, the mental health needs. Uh, what services does Catholic Charities engage in to, to help those? Well, with Adopt-A-Senior, for instance, we do have volunteers that are paired up to provide companionship to those seniors who might be isolated. Mm -hmm. But we just opened a counseling office on South New Braunfels, on the southeast side, to offer help to yes. individuals and children and couples and families. And it might be relationship therapy, whether it's a couple or a parent to a child. I mean, we've yeah. all had wow. those teenagers yes. who are little stinkers and we need, to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> need a little bit of guidance and support there. Um, For sure. Um, but um, also to, to families. And so maybe there's, you know, 
mom and dad that are struggling with stress and anxiety. It's been a really yeah. tough couple of years. Sure. And a lot of us have been isolated. Our worlds have been turned upside exactly. down. Uh, we may have had job or income loss or any number of things that could could um, really um, test someone's mental health. Yeah. So we've got counselors on board who can provide uh, therapy and healing and coping mechanisms and all a whole range of services to help someone mm-hmm. to be strong and healthy and hopeful for tomorrow. Right. And, you know, right now, the times are a little bit uncertain. You know, sure, we came out of a lockdown. Um, it wasn't, it was rough for a lot of people. Um, from what I heard, increased cases of abuse in the home um, for children and seniors and, you know, just women in general, everybody, right? There's um, increased cases of, of, of those. Um, and I am so glad to see that Catholic Charities, Catholic Charities has an offering to help those um, who, who, you know, go on, have these struggles at home, right? Um, my question to you is, can you give me some, um, let's just say, um, without naming names or anything like that, success stories that you can think of? Uh, we, we generally don't speak about our success stories, but what okay. I can tell you is that our counselors are experienced in the whole range of uh, stress and anxiety to relationships to trauma-informed yes, care yes. so that we can move uh, individuals, couples, children, families mm-hmm. to a stronger point where they feel like they can stand on their own two feet and they can handle maybe anything that's just triggered um, an unpleasant time in their yes, lives. Yes. I think even the most prepared people mm-hmm. and the strongest people have those moments where they just need a little bit of extra support mm-hmm. and guidance. Sure. And so that's what our counselors can do. We are working really hard to make sure it's affordable. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we charge on a sliding scale and we have Spanish speaking therapists and we also have teleservices if someone doesn't ha- feel comfortable coming into our office or if they just can't come into our office, we have as many ways as possible to help our community. Mm-hmm. We want strong, strong uh, individuals and children and families out there. Yeah, well, that's the best success story is is uh, the wanting to have strong um, families and strong services and, and just um, a strong environment um, that is, you know, perhaps faith based or, or not faith based. Um, because you know it, it's 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 not about proselytizing; it's about <clears throat> providing for the needs of the here and now. And I really do want to thank you for that. I, I, of course, for me personally, um, I, I have friends who you know many years ago went through these struggles, and um, the only thing that I could think of is to refer them to Catholic charities. Um, one time, I encountered a lady um, outside a grocery store who was asking you know for things you know and and she wasn't i don't believe she was catholic because of her response to me Uh, but nonetheless i referred her to catholic charities and she was very grateful for that information and she was like i didn't know that i can get help there if i'm not catholic and you know that's why i had my question at the beginning but that that to me that's my personal success story and um one reasons why i am grateful for everything that you do um let me ask you this not only affects recipients, this also affects the people who are involved in these services, such as yourself and every, all the volunteers and all the hours and all that, all that good stuff. Um, but let me ask you, you personally, how has this changed you in doing this kind of work? 
Um, I often say that, and I've said this for years, I've been with Catholic Charities four years. I just celebrated my four-year anniversary last week. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So I've always said that Catholic Charities has changed me forever, and that includes my children and my husband. They come with me when we serve yeah. together. I'm there um, doing some parts of you know my job, whatever that should be, and they're there pitching in and, and um, just greeting others. But, you know, it softens your heart when we've been often called to serve in crisis, like uh, reunifying families at the border or um, offering support to anybody who's been affected by a hurricane or a tornado. We have a mobile relief unit. So, I mean, we go out even beyond San Antonio Mm -hmm. when we are called to serve. And so imagine those moments, even the most prepared people can be in a challenging moment and can feel overwhelmed, stressed out, anxious, not know where to begin to get help or may not want to ask for Mm -hmm. help, but we're there to help. And so watching my colleagues um, reach out to somebody so compassionately is what changes you forever because you see someone come in who might be weary, Mm -hmm. but then they walk out with a smile on their face. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that's just... So it's incredibly rewarding work, and it's all the reason that I'm there every day. And and the same with the 400 employees that work alongside I was, me. I was just going to ask you, you know, yes. uh, to run such a a large organization with such an expansive reach. Uh, I was going to ask you how many, you know, how many does it take to to do that? So 400, huh? We have 400 staff and thousands of volunteers that come to our help. It yeah. is not uncommon for us to put out a, a call for help. And within 24 hours, we have more than we've asked for. We um, just assisted um, the county with um, the 2,000 migrant boys that arrived in San Antonio at Freeman Coliseum. We put out a call to action on a Friday at 5 or 6 p.m. By Saturday morning, we had hundreds of volunteers that were helping us set up Freeman Coliseum to greet these young men so that they would feel comfortable while they're here. I can't even imagine doing it at my age much less at, you know, 13 to 17-year-old boy sure. traveling through countries on foot to arrive in San Antonio um, and not know anyone. But it's a beautiful thing to see, um, you know, them find what they need and be able to offer them what they need. Beautiful. Right. Now, you mentioned that um, you work, you, your reach is expansive whenever there's a need. Can you please tell us a little bit about what you're doing in Del Rio? Um, well, we're about to open an office in Del Rio that'll be a satellite site. Um, in January 2022, so we're about a month and a half out from opening that office. If anybody in your network is looking for a change in their careers, we have multiple positions open. You can go to our website and look for that as well. But we will be offering a food pantry, Mm -hmm. a closed closet, um, parenting education, counseling, and legal services out of that office. It is part of the Archdiocese. We uh, do try our very best to reach the 19 counties of the Archdiocese of San Antonio. So um, mm-hmm. um, it, is, it has been a, you know, a long-time t- yes. dream of our CEO to uh, be able to reach the furthest corners of the Archdiocese to offer support there as well. Yeah. Okay, so that brings me to mind. And I know there's there's been um, events happening in Del Rio that may have prompted the ex, you know to expedite this this mission over there um does one have to be a u.s citizen or resident to receive services i think it it depends but like i said even when 
if we can't offer support or assistance, we will find somebody who will offer support and assistance. So yes. we don't want anybody to feel concerned or anxious about just asking for help. Just ask and we'll we'll be there to find a way. Amen. Beautiful. We're going to put a pause on that right there, folks. Uh, the music means we're going to go to a short break. Uh, and when we come back, uh, we'll continue this conversation with Tara Ford of Catholic Charities. We'll be right back. You know, this is your Catholic radio station, and we'd like to make it even better for you. Your feedback is really important to us. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-Second Radio Survey. It only takes a minute to fill out and send it to us. Again, go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-Second Radio Survey. We'd really appreciate it. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard the church criticized for defending celibacy? What about for defending marriage? Have you ever heard it accused of showing contempt for women, but also sneered at because only women go there? Have you ever heard it attacked for asceticism, but also for extravagance? How about for being dull? How about for being too garish? How about for being too worldly? or too unworldly, or insisting that people confess their sins, or showing too much mercy to sinners. Notice any contradiction among the critics? G.K. Chesterton says, here's a broad and simple test. If you hear a thing being accused of being too tall and too short, too red and too green, too bad in one way, and too bad also in the opposite way, then you may be sure that it is very good. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Hi, listeners. This is Sean, General Manager for the GRN in South and Central Texas. The 2021 Christmas Shareathon kicks off real soon and will run from November 30th through December 3rd. Please pray for the success of the Shareathon. Also, during the Shareathon, prayerfully consider calling in your financial support to help the GRN in its mission to proclaim the name of Jesus and the teachings of his church through the powerful means of radio. Thank you so much, and may God abundantly bless you. And welcome back, folks. This is Sean Rice, your host for In His Vineyard. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Having a great conversation with Miss Tara Ford of Catholic Charities. Uh, she's really done a, a great job in explaining the vast amount of services that are you know available to to those who need it. Okay, uh, I think there was like 40 plus yes. different programs. Uh, I couldn't believe that. I was like, wow. Um, they had, they've been so covered up, of course, with, uh, you know, Thanksgiving yes. having just, uh, you know, having just passed. I can't even imagine, of course, you know, the, the projects going on with, uh, Christmas just around the corner. But I am curious to ask you, Miss Tara, um, you know, last year, so many nonprofits, uh, you know, really suffered. Um, and of course, everybody suffered through the, the, the height and peak of the pandemic, let's say. Uh, can you talk to us about, you know, the impact that COVID, um, pan, you know, the c pandemic has had on Catholic charities? Um, 
some of the, you know, some of the highlights. And what I mean by highlights, of course, is the the overcoming of of some of those, uh, you know, um, items, of course, you know, that COVID caused you all. Can you talk to that a little bit and share with us? Sure. So we um, often respond to crisis. It is not anything that is foreign to us. Who would have thought in our lifetime it would be a pandemic? Right. But um, what we noticed was that there was that the need shifted. So um, where we might have served several hundred people in our food pantry a week, we were serving thousands of people in our wow. food pantry in a given week. We on our we held a, an event where we were feeding families. Um, in one night, and I think in one night we fed 1,500 people. Mm. So um, the need just shifted quite a bit. Um, as people were not able to work or had suffered income loss, depending on what their careers are, um, we also found a growing need in emergency financial assistance, rental and utility assistance, and other programs to just help them get through their day without having to worry about how they were going to keep the heat on this time of year or the air condition on or how they were going to feed their families or just basically basic needs. So um, we saw some other things evolving out of the pandemic as well. Uh, For instance, um, counseling became a bigger need, which is part of the reason that we have opened the new office on the Southeast side, Grace Counseling. So, um, you know, we being in isolation is just not a healthy thing for anyone. Sure. And kids were not in school. They were not getting their social activities. They were not able to run outside with their friends or play with their friends. Parents were worrying about where am I going to get the money for this or this or this if I'm only working this many hours. Yeah. So um, we saw a major shift to basic needs. And we are coming out of that now, um, adapting our mission to what our community needs. And right now we're focused on mental health. We're making sure our families are getting back on their feet. We're welcoming our kiddos back in the after-school program. They're back in school. We have to help them get caught up um, in their studies. We are doing a number of other things, and our outreach is looking a little bit different as well. We are making sure that we're taking care of our seniors through Adopt-A-Senior a little more closely. Our parent educators are out in our community uh, more often. They're getting back into the households to help parents say, okay, we want to try to make sure we have safety items on uh, on your outlets and your cabinets and your bathrooms. And um, so we've got our educators back out in the community as well that are, are helping educate yeah. families on, on how to be the best parent that they can be without judgment, um, of course, but just a guiding hand to help them grow stronger. No, I love that. Love how you say that. You know, I wanted to circle back uh, just real quick uh, because you were talking about the outreach with seniors and such. I don't know if you mentioned this earlier when we were discussing seniors, uh, the adopt a senior. Um, so you do house visits, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we do house visits. We have a, a staff and we have volunteers that reach out to isolated seniors, and they are the best. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> listening, but Miss Lupe deserves a major shout out to our community. She is just amazing with everyone, everyone, young and old, in our office or out of our office. But if a senior calls and they need help, I can promise you Miss Lupe is either, either doing it herself wow. or arranging for somebody to visit a senior and provide the assistance that they might need to just get through every day. Yeah. Uh, f- you know, families, our generation specifically, may be more mobile and seniors just don't have their right. families nearby anymore. Um, and, you know, 
Um, the dollar doesn't go as far as it might have a little sure. while ago. They're on a fixed income, so we can step in and support them in their homes. No, uh, you know, uh, when you say that, the whole isolation, uh, when you use the word isolation, I think about, you know, uh, some of the, you know, seniors that, that I know, uh, they're not, a lot of them, I'm not speaking for all of them, but there are quite a few in the ones I've dealt with that aren't very savvy, let's say, you know, with the technology, either by choice or or, or lack of. Uh, but the fact remains that there is some isolation there, uh, of course. Um, regarding the, the the volunteers and, and and the reaching out, you know, how how does somebody who wants to volunteer get involved uh, with the organization? There's so many ways to get involved. We, again, I I hate to keep pushing everyone to our website, but our website has everything. You can give help by registering to be a volunteer. There is um, an online training to do, and you have to pass a criminal background check. Um, But once that's done, our excellent volunteer director, Stephanie, will be in touch and say, okay, what what, what is it that you'd like to do? Age limitations? um, if you're under the age of 18, we do ask that there is an adult present, especially if there's outreach. But it is not uncommon for teens and younger children to come to our Guadalupe Community Center and work in the St. Focus Garden. There are so many ways to get involved. Um, it might be in the garden. It might be distributing food. It could be outreach with an adult or in a group, it could be so many different ways that we can just help our neighbors who just need a little bit of extra support. Amen. Yeah. So. Now, of course, uh, that website that you can go to, to to get more information on Catholic Charities is the main Catholic Charity website at ccaosa.org. That's C-C-A-O-S-A. Org. Uh, and of course, with Christmas coming up, New Year's uh, and such, um, some similar, you know, some similar uh, events going on, I'm assuming, uh, with the meal prep and, and everything else. Tell us uh, what you've got in works uh, right now at Catholic Charities. Well, on Saturday, we'll be doing Boxes of Blessing in partnership with Redeemer Presbyterian mm-hmm. Church. They're providing almost 900 boxes of blessing which are a two-week food stipend. And um, then we will finish the day with St. Nicholas Ball, where we greet our friends who support our mission in a number of ways. We will, uh, on the 11th, we'll have an Adopt-A-Senior outreach as well. So if you want to get involved in that, I'd encourage you to visit our website today so that we can get you cleared to visit seniors. Um, And they'll be delivering food and they'll be delivering uh, care packages for the weather, like blankets and hot cocoa and other things, just to give them a little bit of extra love and support during the holidays. Amen. That's awesome. So I, I just want to touch on some of the other things that we serve. Uh, I know we focused a lot on on uh, mental health services and um, uh, visitation services, perhaps for the aging and um, education services and food services. But there are also there are lesser known or less talked about services that you provide. Um, I see on your website you got Project Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. We distribute fans um, in the be- June through September because yes. it gets hot yes. in San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, yeah. So it's one way to keep cool yeah, for yeah. seniors. Exactly. And you got um, also, you mentioned before, tax preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have, I think, um, San Antonio birth doulas, which is, is very, it's very unique that you have that. So we are a family of five agencies. We have Guadalupe Community Center, 
Seton Home, St. PJ's Children's Home, and San Antonio Birth Doulas under our umbrella of Catholic birth Charities. Doulas. So our birth doulas are fantastic. They offer um, education and support for um, pregnant and parenting okay. mothers and families, and they even do more than that. They have a boutique where you can go and get some financial or uh, uh, basic needs assess- assistance mm-hmm. like uh, maybe uh, formula or diapers, and they also do breastfeeding instruction. They care for mm-hmm. the mother 100%. From the moment they're pregnant, we even offer free pregnancy testing, by the way. But afterwards, um, in, in terms of um, uh, postnatal care. Sure. So they will make sure there's, uh, you know, that mom is doing well. She has the resources that she needs, that she's ready emotionally. That mm-hmm. is such a massive sure. change for anyone to welcome a baby into the world. And how many of of us have always heard, I've never had a baby before. I don't know what to do. Well, our excellent staff and volunteers and doulas there will be able to offer the support and guidance that anybody would need. No, that is beautiful. And of course, uh, if you are just now tuning in, this is In His Vineyard. Uh, This is Sean Rice speaking. We're having a conversation with Tara Ford of Catholic Charities. Um, She's telling us some of the great and many things that uh, Catholic Charities uh, is doing, um, of course. Uh, They were talked about the Thanksgiving food, um, you know, food blessings and giveaway. You've got the, you know, you got the event coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, You had mentioned that you're going to give out probably almost a thousand uh, meals, uh, basically to to those in need. But you're going to turn around in the evening and welcome a thousand friends of Catholic Charities at the Saint Nicholas Ball. Uh, could you tell us a little bit sure. about the history of the Saint Nicholas Ball? How did this evolve to what it is now, and um, you know where people may, you know, if they plan on attending, uh, you know, uh, where they can visit to to get in from more information on it. Well, um, our this is our eighth annual Saint Nicholas Ball. It has really grown into the most beautiful event. It is a great way to start the holiday season. If you want to get dressed up and and go for some fine dining and some extraordinary seasonal entertainment, but some live entertainment as well. Is St. Nicholas going to be there? Yes, actually. (laughs) We always have St. Nicholas there. Um, And um, we'll also have great auction items. This event is, is really an important fundraiser for us throughout the year. A couple of years ago in 2019, we had um, our last in-person event and we thought, I've heard our CEO say this before, we thought, okay, we can rest a little bit. We've got this. That was in December 2019 and what happened in March 2020, the pandemic hit. So it helps us to make sure that we can pivot for whatever it is that our community needs, be it crisis or just guidance and support or just a loving hand on the... Um, to to guide you if if you need some food. So um, St. Nicholas Ball is a beautiful event. This year's chair couple is Greg and Becky Kowalski, and they've assembled an amazing committee that has really developed a a beautiful event. We're looking forward to it. They've got some surprises in store for the audience. It's a a fun evening to start the, the holiday season, and you can, again, go to our website and purchase tickets as well. Amen. Of course, that website, folks, is CCA. 
OSA.org. Uh, we're getting ready to wrap up uh, this conversation. Uh, regarding the St. Nicholas Ball, uh, my wife and I were, were invited, so this will be the first time uh, you know, that I'll be attending, so I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh, you know, I get to see uh, St. Nick myself you know, you out will. there. I, be- I think I've been a good boy this year. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is going to be a, you know, a, a great time out there. Uh, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy day-to-day, Miss Tara, to discuss uh, the many programs uh, that Catholic Charities um, you know, in the many ways that they help the, the community here. Um, again, folks, the website to visit ccaosa.org. Um, you know, any, any past, any last thoughts, any reason, um, I guess not reasons, but anything else that you want to add, uh, to, you know, the, to the public's knowledge of CC or to the Catholic charities and why it's important to support that before we go. Sure. I, you know, I think that um, it can often be a very humbling experience to ask for help, but I want the community to know that our staff and volunteers are amazing. They are kind, loving, compassionate people, and we are driven by dignity. We want to provide dignity to anybody who walks through our doors or anybody that we might reach through our mobile relief unit or our outreach programs. You asked earlier about um, how I ended up at Catholic Charities, and I probably forgot the most important part. And um, in my first interview, I did interview with our CEO and President Antonio Fernandez, and um, he uh, that job ended up not working out. But um, I remember going home and saying, I'm going to work for this man someday because he said, we serve all people. And Amen. I was on board. Um, well, I'm glad you're there. I'm glad you're here. And with that, folks, we have to go. So until next time, let's continue to labor with love, joy, and zeal in our hearts in his vineyard. We'll catch you next week, folks. God bless you. And we have breaking news. We go to our press conference with Sean Rice, General Manager, here in Southland Central, Texas. Hi, folks. Father Don Calloway will be our keynote speaker at the 2022 Fishers of Men Benefit Dinner on April 28th. That is all. And there you have it, folks. Father Donald Calloway will be the keynote speaker at the Fishers of Men Gala in San Antonio, April 28th, 2022. Stay tuned for more details. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Dignity Women's Center for the support of Catholic Radio in San Antonio. Dignity Women's Center promotes the dignity of women by caring for the total person, physical, psychological, and spiritual. To learn more about their services, which includes nurse practitioner and midwife Rachel Heisman, you can call 210-593-4392 or visit them online at DignityWomenCenter.com. Thanks for your support of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Guadalupe Radio Network wants you to know One cannot believe in Jesus Christ without sharing in His Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who reveals to men who Jesus is. For no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit who searches everything, even the depths of God. No one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Only God knows God completely. We believe in the Holy Spirit because He is God. Believing is possible only by grace and the interior helps of the Holy Spirit. But it is no less true that believing is an authentically human act. Trusting in God and cleaving to the truths He has revealed is contrary neither to human freedom nor to human reason. 
paragraphs 152 and 154 in the Catechism. Read and learn more today in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. In your car, at the office, or in your home, we're always here. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. And also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.